Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit down with people, have some drinks, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Instagram, that's at Kilgallen's Pub, also on Twitter, at Kilgallen's Pub. I just tried to hit a little fly thing out of midair. And you can follow me, at Joe Kilgallen, on all the platforms. My last name is spelled K-I-L-G-A-L-L-O-N. I imagine if you're listening to the podcast, you could see the spelling of the last name right there, damn it. How's everyone doing? You guys good? Huh? You're probably listening to this on a Monday. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Big thanks to everyone who's been listening to the podcast, who's been telling me they enjoy it, giving me shout-outs. I'm giving you shout-outs right back. I really appreciate it. Also, by all means, give it a five-star review on iTunes. It helps the podcast generate more uh, listeners, and the more listeners, the happier I am because I'm a comedian and we all need attention. We're sad, sad fucks like that. Uh, I'm kidding. Actually, I kind of get annoyed with that whole comedians being these depressed clowns. It's not true. I actually love life. Life's great. I mean, we all have weird little things that make us do stand up, but isn't doesn't everyone have weird little things that make them do all the shit they do? You know, I, I always thought about that with musicians. Like, I know a lot of dudes who love music, but I think to myself, you know, if you that lead singer you like with the long hair, and that's kind of like you know, like your Kirk Cobain type who doesn't seem like outgoing and fun. Although I, I think that was underrated by Kirk Cobain. You watch interviews with him; he's hilarious, actually. But your typical rock star type of guy. You know, you see them now as a successful rock star, and you think, oh, this dude's cool as hell. But that dude was not hanging out with the so-called cool people in high school. And a lot of the people that love that guy now would think he was a loser in high school, which shows you how fucked up people are in high school. Because if you were more open-minded, and you were a nicer guy, and you thought to yourself, oh, yeah, well, I like football and, and, and hockey and baseball and whatnot, and that dude likes music and art and all that shit, we're just different same stuff everyone has their own hobbies whatever you know and you were cooler about it and you guys got you could still get along and that goes the way the same with you art hippies i mean a lot of those those art people who are like well i don't really like sports ball (laughs) and it's like fuck you you're gonna call it sports ball is that your way of trying to like act like you're more sophisticated like oh you're too good for that like you can't be a well-rounded individual i know people who are killer at music know a ton about sports and are also like scientists so so suck the left one if you think that you, if you like one, you can't like the other. And that goes both sides. But I didn't want those art fools to think that I was just only coming down on, on jocks or whatever stupid labels we give ourselves these days. But you ever think about that? You ever think like, well, why couldn't everyone just get along and that'd be great? And then if that dude's band makes it, you get yourself some VIP tickets. And then if you become a famous athlete, yeah, come, come, you know, come sit by the dugout. It's cool, man. I know, I know a guy here. We could get you playing halftime or something or what, you know, whatever sport they make it in. You want, you want to play? Uh, you want your band to play like at the outdoor festival here next to the stadium? I'm your guy. We got along well in high school. See, that's what I want. I want people to just all get together. You know, figure it all out. Be nice to one another. Uh, this is a solo podcast, which I told you guys I was going to start doing one of these a week, in addition to the podcast in which I have a guest. Uh, the the guest ones are still fun. I'm not like deciding which one I like better or worse. I'm just I'm wanting to double up on the content for you. You know, I've had people say, hey, dude, I really like the solo ones because you go on these weird-ass rants. And I go, how about you go on some weird-ass rants? And then they go, what? I was trying to give you a compliment. Why give you a word? I'm like, I don't know. I don't take compliments well. I don't know how to handle them. Unless it's about my physical appearance, I feel very weird. Like if someone says, hey, I really, I really like your talent or I think you're a good writer or something like that, I don't know how to handle it. But if you come up to me going, hey, man, those are some sick blue eyes. I'll go, fuck yeah there, kid. What's up? And I'll give you a wink and make you feel special. But other than that, I'm not the best compliment taker. I'm a good compliment giver. I'll give you a compliment. Hit me up, and I'll be like, I'll, I'll, I'll size you up and be like, hey, man, it's a solid elbow you got there. 
or whatever. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give out compliments all day. I'll tell you, Hey, you got a nice smile. It's, it's, it's kind, it's a kind smile. I feel like if you told me the right directions, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to believe that guy. I think he's, he's putting me on the right path. Cause some people, I don't I don't believe them. They'll say, Hey, you want to hang a left up that way? And I go, you think you're a fucking liar. I think that, I think that's how you get off by sending people on the wrong path. Son of a bitch. You know, those type of people, I don't like those people either. So yeah, I'm going to start doing these. You know, I did one last week. I'm going to start doing, you know, one of these a week in addition to still having guests on. Now I've been, I've been a lot of comedians lately, but I swear I'm going to switch off that a little bit. Comedians are just as readily available to do a podcast as I am being a comedian. I know our schedules, but like I said before, I've had a few non-comedians on. I've had Cole Cabana. I've had Amber James from The Bachelor. I had Brian Morton, manager at The Laugh Factory. I've had Michael Pecco, childhood best friend slash butcher. Cool title, Pecco. Hope he's listening. Dude's awesome. Watched the Bears game with him yesterday. I'll get into that. I'll save the Bears talk for a little bit toward the end. And it's just, you know, it's, it's not so much about the X's and O's of the Bears game because some of you are like, dude, I'm not a Bears fan. I want to hear that shit. It's more about watching football at true dive bars. True dive bars I'm talking about here. And the things you hear at those places. There's... I'm not saying the bar was that was like a dive dive. It was a nice, it's just a local bar. I'm going to call it a local bar. I think the word dive gets thrown around too much. I feel like if the bar is not fancy, it's an automatically a dive. And there is an in-between. My drinkers, my pub goers, they know there's an in-between there. You know, a place where it's just, it's a little chill, that type of thing. Um, all right. So one of the things I did want to talk about, this is something that I've been seeing a lot of lately. I get excited. I don't know if you guys are like me in this regard, but you know where you live, your neighborhood, your community. Whenever you see something new that's about to be built, you kind of get excited, don't you? You get a little bit of a, ooh, I wonder what's going up over there. I hope it's something I like. I hope it's something we need. I hope it's something that, like, you know, well, if you own if you own a house, you're thinking a little property value goes up because of whatever the hell that is. Some stuff like that, you know? And there's been some construction over the last few years on my part of Chicago, the northwest side, which there always is, I guess. It's not like uh, some big spike or anything like that, any, any different. But man, boring stuff. Dude, it's the worst when you find out something you can't. It's a car wash. There used to be this place called Elliot's at Narragansett and Lawrence in Chicago. Or, or just Lawrence turned into Gunnison at that point. I think Gunnison. But, uh, and it was this cool little grocery store deli. They had like the best corned beef. It's been closed for a long time. I don't know what happened to it. I don't think it was like a business. I think the guy who owned it was just like, yeah, I'm over this shit. People, that happens sometimes with businesses where the person who owns is just like, I'm kind of done. And everyone's like, but why? And they're like, because I've been doing this for way too long. And then you get to that point. And, uh, and then it's sad because then everyone's like, all right, well, now this is going to sit vacant here because no one wants to take it over because you had such a special thing going on. Anyhow, though, I was going to say lay off those businesses. Let those people retire. Maybe they, got, maybe they didn't have kids or maybe they got dumb kids they don't trust to ruin the business. That could happen too. But this lot has been empty for a while, and it's prime real estate to me. I'm like, that's a good corner. And it's got a parking lot. I remember thinking, ooh, the number of possibilities there. Hopefully it's maybe a cool restaurant opens up or like, like a pub type deal. And nope, it's going to be a car wash. Which, a car wash? I'm bad because I don't think I've gotten my car washed this year. I, I just don't care. I let, it, I let it rain, and then it's fine. I mean, I also don't have a new car. If I had some brand new sweet ride, maybe I would be taking better care of the exterior of it. But I don't care. If I drive down the street and someone's like, got a, little, got a little dirt there on the hubcaps, I'd be like, yeah, I don't give a shit, man. Why don't you lick them off, you judgy fuck? Why are you, why are you talking trash about my hubcaps? I don't, 
I don't care. Because it's, it's an 02 or 03 Camry. I can never remember which one it is. It's a good ride. It's reliable. I like it. I'll clean the inside so it doesn't smell. That's the least I could do is make sure it doesn't smell. Because I give enough people rides home. So I'm a sweet guy like that. I give a lot of rides home to people. I think if you don't give friends rides home, either there's got to be two reasons, right? You're either maybe three. You're lazy, cheap, or just a dick. Those, right? There's no, only three options for not giving someone a ride home. Because why wouldn't you? I say lazy because you don't want to go out of your way. Oh, it's going to do it. If I go that way, then it's, yeah, it's 10 more minutes. My commute, man, I just can't. You know, don't get me wrong. There's been a, a moment or two where I'm just dead tired and I'm like, I'm 15 minutes from home. If I give you a ride and you a ride, all of a sudden I'm 40 minutes from home. I'm not. That's, look, every now and then, that's fine. I get it. I've done it. But for the most part, I don't mind. I don't mind going a little 10 minutes out of the way. My dog's barking upstairs. I don't know if the mic's picking that up, but it's probably the mailman. I got one of those dogs that anyone walks near the vicinity of my home, she's going to bark like crazy. Some people are like, ooh, you should train her not to do that. Or maybe I like that. Maybe I don't want um, people loitering around my property, and I'm cool that my dog tells them to get the fuck going, you know? I'm a fan of hers. She's a good pup. But anyway, I was talking about cleaning my car. I just make sure it, you know, it doesn't smell. I don't even feel bad if there's some garbage. Depends what the garbage is. You know, if it's, it's a Taco Bell bag from three weeks ago, then yeah, I'm going to be a little embarrassed. But if it's just some empty water bottles by your feet, kick them to the side and sit down. I'm giving you a ride home, aren't I? And then I say cheap because maybe you're like, oh, the gas is going to take me out of the way, and that's why I don't want to give someone a ride home. So yeah, or, and then if you're just a dick where it's like, nope, got a full tank, you're in my direction, just don't feel like it, then that's a bad person right there. You don't want, you got to cut those people out of your life. So I was just, I was mad now, man. I was like so excited for something good. Even though I love my neighborhood, it needs a couple more things, man. It needs like one or two. I needs like, maybe I got to do it. Maybe I got to do it myself. Maybe I got to open up my own bar. Maybe I got to make Kilgallen's Pub a new reality. I could see that happening one day. I don't know if I would want, I think I do want to be like part owner of a bar. That way the responsibility is not all on you. I don't know if I'd want the first one to be a Kilgallen's Pub though. Because it's a lot of pressure, right? If it fails, it's like, Ew, you know, the podcast I do for fun. I, I obviously would love to take this to the farthest reaches it could be. I'd love to crack the top 100 on iTunes. That's a goal. I'll throw that out there right now for everybody. Big goal of mine, I want to be top 100 on iTunes comedy by episode 100. This is episode number 31. So I've got 69 episodes to go, which now that I'm doing two a week, will take. it will still be about 30 weeks. So I got 30 weeks to figure out how to crack the top 100 on iTunes. That's a goal of mine. So anything you could do to help that, I'd really appreciate that. But I would do this anyway because I thoroughly love podcasting. I do too. I got one called Comedians Talking Baseball. If you guys are interested in my thoughts on the baseball playoffs, check out Comedians Talking Baseball. Just type that into any of your searches. It's all over the place. I, I do that one off of Anchor. This one's off of SoundCloud. So I'm still trying to figure out how to get them on Spotify because I'm on everything but Spotify. It's kind of annoying to me. Anyway, I'll get to that at another point. But yeah, you get you get pumped, man. I don't know. I, I kind of I always would see something I'm like, oh fuck yeah, it's gonna be. I wonder what that's gonna be. I hope it's a Wendy's or something like you know. Even though I'm not a fast food guy anymore, although I will eat a little bit of it. But you just want something cool, and then you see a car wash, which to me is just such a like. There's enough car washes. A lot of gas stations have car washes attached to it. There's uh, there's one like six blocks from where this one's being built. It's money laundering, right? Car washes, maybe I'm thinking of that from Breaking Bad, but I think they're prime targets for money laundering. 
just bums me out because you're like, oh man, I hope it's this, I hope it's that, and then it's that. I almost wish that as a neighborhood you could vote. Because I'd be like, no, boo to a car wash, boo to storage units. By the way, we have enough fucking storage places on the northwest side of Chicago. Every six blocks, there's a public storage or a whatever storage. And I'm like, how many? what are we storing? How about you guys start throwing things away? You have a lot of junk, apparently. I mean, granted, I used one for about three months when I first moved back. But that was different. I was moving across the country. Maybe that's what they're all being used for. And I'm just being you know, rude to those people. But no, it's, it's, it's annoying. I was hoping for something fun. There's two CVSs, guys. CVS, if you're, I don't know where you're listening to at the country. I think CVS is pretty national. In case it's not, in case where you live is like all Rite Aids or something or Walgreens. It's like a Walgreens. It's like a Rite Aid. It's like an ASCO. I don't know if ASCO's around anymore now that I think about it. What is, what's another one like that? Uh, uh, Rite Aid, I don't know. What's the one they have in like Philly? The Wawa? I always hear, whenever I watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they always go, go down to the Wawa. Which right there, I mean, how does anyone as an adult still say that? I'm going to Wawa? You'd be like, no, you're not. Could we call it something else? Why are we still calling it the Wawa? Is it, is it a nickname for it? Or is it really called Wawa? Or am I way off with that? <laughs> no idea. I did no research for this part. But I have two of them within a block and a half of each other. They're both, no, one's 24 hours, so that's nice. The other isn't. The one I, I want one of them to go away be a good spot for like a Trader Joe's or something like that. Not that I'm a big Trader Joe's guy, but I'm trying to figure out because the parking lot is too big for a CVS, but not big enough for a full grocery store. I don't know. Maybe I could make it a strip mall thing. We got like a, a frozen yogurt joint in there. We could get like a, a GameStop. I don't know. What's in, what's in typical strip malls? A Wingstop? GameStop, Wingstop? Anything with a stop in it, I'm okay with it. But yeah, I was just bummed about that. I saw that earlier today, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to bring this up on the podcast because I bet few people feel me on that. You know, some, some piece of shit thing goes down, and you're thinking, I hope something cool goes up. And then you're like, wait, what is this? A dentist's office? Come the fuck. It used to be a bar. There is a place, I'm not kidding you, on Montrose in Chicago that used to be a bar, and now it's a dentist's office. And I think that's just shit. Just make it a better bar. But then there's someone saying, like, well, maybe a bar couldn't work there, idiot, and that's why they had to become a dentist's office. I'm like, well, I don't know then, man, but I don't, like, dentist's office should all be in, like, one building. You just choose your dentist. There's too much, dentists are taking up too much damn real estate in good cities. Too much office space. Sorry, I had to take a swig there, everyone. All right, here's something I did want to talk about. I know I'm late to the party with this because it's been, what has it been, like, almost, it's been 10 days now since it happened. And that is UFC 229, UFC 229. I don't want to say 229. Who's, I can't, why would I say 229? It's 229. It's the 229th pay-per-view. You know, when I first started this podcast, I didn't know if I wanted to number them. But it makes sense to number them now. I actually like numbering them. And I probably should have done that with some past podcasts now that I think about it. Number this, number that, number that, you know? I used to just date them. But when you date something, people are like, well, I don't want to hear about what they talked about in April. Because it, make it makes it feel like a current events thing. Anyway. Uh, I want to talk about Conor McGregor versus Khabib, and that's why I say his last name, it's Nurmagomedov or some shit, I don't know, I'm not the best with uh, his last name. Now, if I were getting paid by the UFC, I would do my due diligence and make sure I pronounce everyone's last name correctly, because I care, I don't want you guys thinking I'm not someone who could put real effort into broadcast journalism, I could be a great color commentary, I could do wonderful analysis, but... I don't, it's Nurgamedov, Nurgamedov, yeah, Khabib Nurgamedov. 
he is 27 and oh that man i gotta give him respect right up top he is an amazing uh mixed martial artist he is he's obviously uh known for his ground game he's, he's a world-class wrestler he was wrestling bears as a four-year-old but like everyone talks about how crazy that was it's a four it's like a, he's four and it's a bear cub who doesn't know oh i'm supposed to eat this guy's head off so it's not like it's not that impressive to me you know what i mean if i was four or five and I, someone's like hey go wrestle a dog that's smaller than you i'd be like yeah fucking let's do it except the dog would have the gumption to be like would bark the bear doesn't even bark so clearly this is a little bitch bear that was raised in like someone's house so it's not like it's some wild bear. It's not like he, his dad was taking him through the woods of uh, Dagestan, Russia, and was like, hey, there's a bear cub. Instead of, you know, going a couple rounds with Vladdy over here, who's not very good, why don't we go and see what this bear's made of? And little Khabib was like, yes, I take on bear. I smash bear. No, it's not like that. This was some bear that they were like, all right, we know this bear. He's, he's a decent bear. He's a solid, he's a solid baby. And uh, you two are just going to like mess around with each other. But it's going to be good because the bear is stronger than you. Perhaps I don't even know. Has anyone else ever wrestled a bear cub? They might be a joke. The bear cubs could be a. It could be like the most pathetic thing in the world. For all we know, two-year-olds could fuck them up. We don't know. And the fact they're like, ooh, the danger. I'm telling you, this wasn't on some nature walk. And his dad was like, hey, go go fuck with that thing. No, this was set up. They knew what they were doing. Afterwards, they probably slept together. Not in a bad way. Don't don't put that on me like that. But you know, it's probably their pet. My dog is a 90-pound dog. She's a boxer lab mix, guaranteed way stronger than that bear cub. I wrestle her all the time, and guess what? I dominate. I don't show video of it on the internet and act like, oh, I'm so special. No, Khabib is fantastic. Not taking anything away from him. Was I rooting for Conor? Hell yeah. Of course I was rooting for Conor McGregor. I'm a big Conor McGregor fan. Because he's Irish? Yeah, it's a big part of it. But no, there's so much more than that. I think I would like him even if he wasn't Irish. I like a lot of trash talkers. I like the, I like the, that's not so much trash talking because there's some people who I'm like, ah, that's shitty. Don't be a better winner. You know what I mean? Um, but that's the fight game. It's always been that way. Muhammad Ali was a huge trash talker. Huge. Obviously did so many other great things too that people for, you know, people look the other way on the trash talking and look, Conor McGregor's done great things too. He has when, uh, when, um, equal rights, not equal rights, uh, Marriage equality, that's the phrase I was looking for. I was going to say equal marriage, but equal marriage didn't sound like the term. When marriage equality was on the ballot in Ireland, and Ireland was the first country on the planet to legalize gay marriage by popular vote, meaning citizens showed up and checked that ballot, you know, or checked that box, and, or punched that ballot, was that the phrase? And McGregor campaigned for it. He was in support of it. He was like, absolutely love is love, you know, um, all, he said all the right things, and he was—he was, you know, this was before he even really blew up. Blew up. This was back probably like 2014 when this was going down. And uh, yeah, so you know, he's done some great things too. I just—I think everyone just sees the one side of him. But no, Muhammad Ali. And I'm not knocking him, but this is just—and before Muhammad Ali, it's you're fighting somebody. So whatever you could do to get in someone else's head, that's fine. Do I think he's maybe crossed the line a little bit? Yes, I have. And there's been a couple things here there. I'm like, you know. Although I will say this, though, as Americans, we got to stop acting like everyone knows our history and knows us. It's so funny to me that even the the so-called wokest Americans just still see things through like this Pax Americana where America, everything goes through our eyes. And, you know, we see a, a white person call like when he called, he said to Floyd Mayweather, dance for me, boy. Did he just call Floyd Mayweather? 
boy. And I go, yes, because in Ireland, they call everyone boy. Let's go, boy. I got called, I've been in Ireland. I got called boy all the time. How you doing there, boy? You know, it's, it's just, it's what they say. He's not American. Stop putting that. And on a side note about not being American, he was at the Dallas Cowboys game yesterday, and there's, they're making a meme of him throwing a pass because it looked terrible. But the thing is, he's never, it was probably the first time he's ever thrown a football. And I remember seeing some comments being like, who's never thrown a football before? What a loser. I'm like, the NFL, football, American style football is only popular in America. I mean, they're trying to make waves in London and a few other countries, but it's an American sport, man. That is, I guarantee him at the age of 30 and, and down in Dallas yesterday, that was probably the first time he's ever thrown a football. I, I would put good money on it. You could tell he didn't hold the seams, the laces. He didn't hold the laces. He just, he looked awful. Yeah, he doesn't know how to throw a football. He caught it, though, when someone threw him a, threw him a bomb. He caught that. So, you gotta, I mean, yeah. Hard to, if he didn't catch something, yeah, please make fun of him. He's a professional athlete. You better be able to catch a football and someone throws it at him. Although, if you're watching the NFL lately, you see a lot of drop balls. So, who knows? Anyhow, I'm not, I'm not doing this to talk about Conor McGregor or to, or to kiss his ass or anything like that. It just, that's how it goes. I mean, I was reading about how Muhammad Ali called Joe Frazier and Uncle Tom and a gorilla. I mean, terrible stuff. And I think Frazier may have never forgiven him for that. And we might have had something similar here with McGregor and Khabib. I don't know if they'll ever get along. Although there was a picture of them together like four or five years ago on Twitter where they like met backstage and took a picture and said, yeah, respect for this guy, respect for that guy. And then, you know, things change over time. And the thing with Khabib is I hate his style. I can't stand it. It's so boring. I hate the guys who are mostly wrestlers. And I, I wrestled one year in high school. And I hung out with wrestlers in high school. Some of my some of my best friends in high school were on the wrestling team. Um, I have tremendous respect for this as a sport. It's probably the most grueling sport practice-wise. Those practices were tough as hell. You're in this hot, smelly-ass room, and, and you're just hugging on another man. It's, you know, another person, whatever. In case anyone's thinking I'm being homophobic, you got to watch what you fucking say every time you say anything these days. And uh, no, it's, it's gross. It is. I kept thinking I'm going to get ringworm. I'm going to get epitigo, some other skin rashes. I'm going to get cauliflower ear. I'm, I don't want to get any of that stuff. Yeah, I had no desire. I remember someone being like, oh, you're a little pretty boy. I go, yep. Mm-hmm. I don't want my ears to look gross when I'm, when I'm 40 for a sport that I'm doing just to stay in shape between football and baseball. <laughs> That's the truth of it. And join, I think I, I got to imagine 80% of people who join the wrestling team in high school do it because they didn't make the basketball team. It's just the way it goes. And look, do like, again, I don't want anyone thinking I'm knocking wrestling. I'm not knocking it. It, I respect the skill of it, but you cannot say to me because I find that I, someone said this to me on Twitter, on Facebook that, oh, well, you just don't understand it. No, I understand it. Fine. You can understand something and still find it boring as hell. You get me? There are so many things that I understand fully, but are still boring. I could still respect and appreciate them for what they are. But let, answer yourself this then, hot shot. If that's so great, why isn't it a professional sport on its own? Why isn't Greco-Roman style wrestling on television, like in a league and watching tournaments? And why isn't that? Because it's because it's boring. It's freaking boring, man. And I know people who are great at it who will even admit that. Then there are the other people who don't want to knock down something that they spent their life dedicated to, which I get that. I get that. But I'm, I, I could think Khabib's style is boring. Like the ground and pound could be pretty fun, but that just hanging on someone, just like laying on top of someone, and I understand you're putting tremendous pressure and how I understand it's very difficult to do. I get that. Still doesn't mean I enjoy it. And if that style overtake just becomes the style of UFC MMA, because I get it, it's a hard style to defend against. 
uh, then I'm, I'm probably out, which is fine, you know? That's how that goes. I stopped watching boxing when the heavyweight division kind of went to shit. I appreciate the lightweights, though. Those guys, could, those guys could crank it out, but, you know, 12 rounds is 12 rounds. It's, you know, people want to see someone get knocked out. That's fighting. When you're walking around outside and you see a fight break out, you stop to watch because you're like, ooh, someone might get knocked out here. Not that I enjoy seeing that, like, in real life because, you know, it's a little bit like, come on, man. Do we really need to be hurting each other? Like, let's grow up here. It's amazing how much you change once you become a parent. I will not, I don't, I used to be like someone like, yeah, sometimes you got to crack someone in the face, you know? Sometimes that happens. Now I'm just thinking, guys, talk it out. Relax. It's not worth, it's not worth losing teeth over. We all got bills to pay, don't we? (laughs) Uh, Connor did a lot wrong in that fight. And I'm going to question some stuff from his camp a little bit. Maybe that was, maybe it was his own doing. Maybe he believed in himself too much. He got too, maybe like before Nate Diaz, he was like, I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to knock him out too. This guy's taller than anyone you've ever faced. He's got a different fighting style than anyone you've ever faced. And you're going up to 170 the first time he fought Nate Diaz. And, you know, I think he still walked in there a little too cocky. Where it's like, all right, you deserve to lose that one. He learned from it, handled, handled defeat gracefully. And that's, what, that's why I like McGregor too. Like after, you know, he lost and, and handled it. And then said, I want to go again. He takes every fight. And people still hate him. I know everyone's like, well, he didn't defend his title. From, tw- from the time he joined the UFC up until beating Eddie Alvarez, I know he, he missed the last two years, and I'll get to that because I definitely think there was some octagon rust there. McGregor was the most active fighter in the promotion. And all of the UFC, from the time he joined it, which was, I want to say, like late 2013, up until November of 2016 when he beat Eddie Alvarez to become a two-weight class champion at 145 and 155, the champ champ as he referred to himself, he was the most active guy on the roster. He took every fight. Aldo, no, it was Dos Anjos backed out and Diaz stepped in. He said, I'll fight anybody. And they go, how about Nate Diaz? I'll do it. 170. Fine, let's go. I want to go again because he lost. Went again. Won this time. Beat him. Close to one of the greatest fights you'll ever see, by the way. Very close, too. A big fan of Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz won me over during a lot of that. Then, after what that was like, then three months later, he fights Eddie Alvarez for the 155 belt. Diaz still hasn't fought since the second time he faced McGregor. And yet, I never hear people go after Diaz for his inactivity. Rarely do you hear that. And it wasn't that McGregor wasn't completely inactive. He announced in the press conference when he beat Eddie Alvarez, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to take some time off. He said that, you know, I got, I got a kid coming in a few months. His baby was born, I think, like four or five months after that. And, you know, uh, whenever I'm training for a fight, it puts a lot of stress on my, uh, he calls him her partner. I think they're married. Dee Devlin's her name. She's beautiful. And uh, his girlfriend that uh, he puts stress and he goes, stress isn't good for pregnancy, which I respect. Good for you, man. And he sat back and nobody really gave him too much a hard time. And then the kid was born. And then shortly after that, I, you found out because John Kavanaugh, his coach was on Joe Rogan's podcast recently and said that they only had 10 weeks to get ready for the Floyd Mayweather fight that super fight one to me that everyone's like well he lost he goes ask it ass kicked the people who say that are boxing fans who just see mcgregor from that clips of him talking shit that's it did not get his ass kicked he had that was maybe like the least amount of punishment he's ever taken in a fight physically he was mentally drained he was exhausted because it was 10 rounds it was the longest he's ever gone 
And yeah, May- Mayweather won because Mayweather's strategy worked. I'm going to let him shoot his shots. I'm going to avoid taking any real damage from him because he's good at that. Yeah, he took some hits and he got surprised by a couple. But I think, I think McGregor's real punching power is the counter punch. He's the best counter I've ever seen. And, and so Mayweather did that and then he gassed him. And then once he saw that he was gassed and kind of couldn't keep his hands up anymore because he was so tired he couldn't lift him up, that's when Mayweather started just hitting him. And he even said afterwards, he goes, I feel like I lost the match, not a fight. I'm tired, but I don't feel like beaten. I didn't get knocked down or anything. I was like, oh, that only went 10 rounds because Mayweather let it go 10 rounds. No, you're an idiot. You're a stupid, stupid person. Because why wouldn't he just knock him out in one? Because he couldn't. Because Mayweather doesn't knock people out. He's not a knockout artist. So it shows much of box, boxing you know. Couldn't knock him out. He did a, he, It ended in the 10th because that's when the strategy kicked in. Now, if, if Mayweather was, ex- if, I'm sorry, if McGregor started showing fatigue and exhaustion in the sixth round, then it went in in the sixth. But the whole plan, which was perfect by Mayweather in Mayweather's camp, was executed, but in cooperation with McGregor when McGregor got tired. So whatever round McGregor was going to hit that wall that he notoriously has hit, which is funny because his nickname is Notorious, he doesn't hit the best cardio, that's well known, that was the round that Mayweather was going to end it. I don't know how people could still kind of, you know, that there's people who hate on him, and I get that. I just think, you know, look, I, I could hate on Khabib all I want because I, I, McGregor is the first real person he's ever fought. Oh, what he fought Michael Johnson, who's very ant. Barbosa to me is like, they're fine. They're fine fighters. They're guys who fill out your roster. They're those, those mid-tier guys that are always ranked between like five and ten. None of them to me were really, I mean, he, I've, he's... He missed two. He was inactive for two years too, Khabib. Why? Because he was missing weight. Because he liked the tiramisu too much. He was always a little chubby. Couldn't drop weight. Dropping weight sounds like a nightmare, by the way. So respect anyone who could do that stuff. That's insane. I've heard stories like, oh, that guy's dropped 20 pounds in the last week up to a fight. 20 pounds? Man, how are these people not writing books about that? It sounds wildly unhealthy. That's probably why. No doctor would recommend it. Like If you're just someone out there who's like, I need to lose 20 pounds, why don't you just do what they do and just drop it all in a week and then just try to keep it off? I don't know. I don't know the, the science behind any of that stuff, so that could be just terrible advice I'm saying right now. I think McGregor, though, going into it, he didn't look like McGregor. Other people have said this. Nick Diaz said it. By the way, I'd love to see Nate Diaz fight Khabib. Nick could never get down to that way, and Khabib wouldn't go up to it, but I think Nate Diaz would give Khabib a hard time, and I definitely want to see Ferguson versus Khabib, and we'll talk about the melee afterwards because I feel like Khabib's actually going to be suspended for quite some time, or he might not even be in the UFC. Again, he's saying he's giving him an ultimatum. Anyway, I'll get, I'll get to that. I want to get to actually the fight itself. First round was kind of, you know, McGregor, his spacing was terrible. Now, with Eddie Alvarez, he was worried about the shoot. Any wrestler, you're worried about them shooting on you if you're, that's not your strength. So I thought his, he didn't have that bounce, you know? I think that's what Nick, Nick Diaz said. Nick Diaz was on someone's podcast and said he just didn't look the same counter. He looked very flat. He didn't have that bounce like he normally does. You know, kind of like, you create space by just moving unorthodox, and he just looked very flat-footed and a little bit slower. I think maybe he had a bad weight cut because the energy when those guys drop all that weight, and, and the, he didn't do a lot of press. And one of the interviews he did was with his own website, themaclife.com. He talked about if he could change anything, it'd be some weight cut stuff. Yeah, I don't think he likes how it's been going with things like that. I think he was having going through some tough time getting down to the weight, and he got about half pound under, which was great, but. Yeah, he didn't look like himself. And look, I'm not making excuses because even if he was 100%, it's still going to be an absolute battle. But you definitely, he definitely wasn't, though. He had, the, he had cage rust, like we said. Timing wasn't there. Um, the spacing, he just looked a little off. Strategy didn't even make sense. 
like he was he's just doing stuff where I'm just like, what are you doing, man? And they even showed at the end when he got that chokehold, there were some other uh, jiu-jitsu artists who were even saying his boy Dylan Danis um, maybe isn't the best coach because it's like, how are you not hitting the guy in the face right there? He's, Khabib was leaving his face open, throw it that way. You know what I found out? That one of the moves, McGregor, he got away with it. He kneed him in the face when he was on the ground. Um, and that's illegal. How was that? I don't know why that's illegal. I get like, you can't, you know, try to, rip someone's eyeball out or, or puncture a testicle but if someone's on top of you and their face is exposed and you can knee them in the face why not you can do a standing knee you can do a running knee you can't just throw a knee from the bottom that doesn't make sense to me someone with more mma expertise please get at me and tell me why exactly you can't do that because i think it, i think mma was supposed to be the most true fighting boxing you're just using your hands kickboxing feet and hands wrestling just wrestling this is supposed to be like all of it put together which makes it fun because guys don't last that long on the top because you could be dominant and kill like these eight the next eight best guys but then that ninth guy could have a style that you just don't know how to react to and win how Khabib got the belt was kind of bs ferguson was the interim champ had a freak injury tore his acl so that fights out Holloway was going to step up, which he was the 145 champ, and they only really wanted him to step up because at least it was going to sell some pay-per-views potentially because it was like, oh, this is interesting. But I still think it was a bad matchup. And then he got some health problems. And then um, Al Iaquinta. I almost want to say La Quinta because of the hotel chain, but it's Iaquinta. He steps in. He's like the ninth or 10th ranked in that division. And it's like, really, one day's notice, he's going to step in. Is this going to be a fight at all? I mean, he survived the best he could, but he didn't come close to winning a single round. At least Connor won a round, and people say that's the first time anyone's ever won a round against Khabib. That's how dominant Khabib's been. But I only count the UFC record. I hate when people say he's 11-0 UFC, 27-0 overall. Well, who is he fighting in those other, th- you know what I mean? That'd be like in baseball, counting your batting average from some independent league you were in that's trash, or from your low A batting average through to the majors. No, let's just, UFC is the major leagues. That's the NFL. That's, you know, I don't want to hear someone's college stats rolled into their NFL stats. To me, I only want to see your UFC stats. 11-0 UFC is great, but then at least I get to look down the roster and see who you're fighting. Because those other 16, 17 wins in Russia, I don't know who the hell those guys are. I'm not, look, I've heard good things about the fighting over there, obviously. They're great wrestlers, but again, I don't know. You could have just been dominating whatever the shitty weight class is over there. Because I don't know if the best athletes are going for that. I don't know. I don't know who the, you know, it's different country by country. In America, the best athletes are playing basketball and football, just the way it goes. And then baseball is probably three. I don't know where wrestling is on that list. No offense, wrestlers. Obviously, there are great athletes who wrestle, but think about the best athletes in your high school and ask yourself, I wonder how good that starting running back would have been had he started wrestling at five or even at 14 or 15. Good friend of mine actually started wrestling. I think he wrestled his junior or senior year after uh, giving up on basketball. And ended up, I think he's, he's, he's getting inducted to our high school hall of fame for wrestling and football too. But the wrestling, he was like, he had the record. He looked 41 and three was like the best season anyone ever had in high school's history. Anyhow, I'm sure the people who aren't MMA fans are going to be like, oh, fuck this. I don't, I don't care about that. But no, I think it's interesting, man. I'm, 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 a, I'm a big fan of this stuff. But again, I don't know. I don't know. If, if McGregor disappears, it's, yeah, man, he's that big. I almost think he's almost bigger than the game in some ways. I know. You're, normally, you don't want anyone to be bigger than the game. You know, the best, the best, if LeBron James says I'm retiring tomorrow, there'll be a hit to the NBA, but it'll move on and move on after Jordan. Obviously, the UFC will move on. 
It'll go on, but it'll definitely, it's, you can't, and that's where Khabib, the whole, everyone knows what happened afterwards now. So Khabib submits Connor in the fourth round. Again, Connor, terrible game plan, just didn't look himself. That's why I want the rematch because I at least, now I'm not saying if he's 100% he could be Khabib, but I'm saying it would be a hell of a lot close and it'd be way more exciting. Because like I said, he did take that third round, and if maybe he had more of a strategy for that third round in the first and second round and was a little bit smarter about things, it could have been interesting toward the end at least. Anyhow, um, Khabib jumps over the fence, jumps over the cage to go after Dylan Dennis, who is in Bellator. I think he's 1-0. He is a jiu-jitsu champion. Like, you guys amazing. Black belt. And he's one of Connor's boys. He helps train Connor in jiu-jitsu, and they're, like, tight. And there's rumors. He denies it completely. And there's one or, one or two people, but they're both from Khabib's camp, so I don't know the bias there. And, and maybe he did say it. I'm not putting it past him. I don't know the guy. But although the people who talk about him are like, he's the biggest sweetheart in the world. Like, we, we're friends. It's hard to believe. He said something like, you Muslim piece of shit. And that's why Khabib jumped over and went after him. And he actually got some shots on Khabib when Khabib was down in there. Um, it was just a whole melee, but you could actually see him throw a couple but then he took some shots from behind by Khabib's game and that's where I get a little annoyed Khabib going after Dylan let him go in one-on-one you don't need your buddies to come in there and pop him in the back of the head too then the, the, the two other fighters jump the cage and then go after McGregor now some were saying well McGregor took a shot at Khabib's brother when they're on top of the cage he did and that that wasn't right but once Khabib goes over he all of this is so much on him that the stuff that happens after is like What's that Latin phrase? Post hoc ergo hoc? Or whatever the fuck it is. But it's like, it happened therefore because. I think that's what it translates from Latin. Anyway, you're going to hear Latin on Kill Gallon's Pub. This is what happens when you, when you ramble and uh, you're, you're drinking, right? And um, <laughs> because, so Connor then tries to jump to go after him. Someone stops him. But then he sees another dude who turned out to be Khabib's brother jump on the thing. And Connor's thinking, I can't let this go two on one against my boy. So I'm going to throw a punch. He skimmed him, too. It even hit him that hard. He, he took some real shots because once they were broken apart and brought down on the thing, he went after him, and then that's fair. You go after the guy right there, Connor has all the right to drop you. But another fighter who's in the UFC who is set to face Artem, who's uh, a Russian fighter who's also in Connor's camp. They're on the same team. These guys have teams, too, which is kind of cool. Fights for uh, SBG out of Ireland, John Kavanaugh's uh, gym. And um, he hit him in the back of the head. That's fucked up. I mean, this is a trained fighter jumping in and basically sucker punching the UFC's most bankable star. By far, by the way. By far. So now Dana White is saying, hey, the Nevada uh, Athletic Commission, they're going to deal with the Khabib thing. I'm not going to strip him of the belt. I don't think we need to strip him of the belt. Connor refused to press charges because Connor's kind of cool like that. And also he got arrested for the bus stuff, you know. And again, I'm not sticking up for the bus thing. He threw a dolly at a bus. He attacked a bus in Brooklyn and but the, he dealt with the law in that regard. Um, his fame probably made it so it was a lesser punishment, but that works in everything in life. You got money. You're not going to d- deal with real consequences. And uh, so, though, anyway, though, you know, flash forward to all this other stuff. Uh, Dana White, uh, you know, president of the UFC, says that he won't strip him, but, he, you know, they're holding his purse still. It's $2 million. I got to imagine they'll probably give him a million and a half back. Maybe he'll get fined 250000 and those other dudes, though, I think are done. They're going to be like, hey, we're not even going to give you a visa to get back in this country. And now Khabib's running around saying, if you, Dana White, if you fire my guy, because Dana White's saying that guy's never, ever going to fight in the UFC. If you fire my guy, then fire me too. And Khabib, this is where you're kind of, uh, 
I don't know if that furry hat's going to your head, but uh, this is where you're, this is bad calculation on your end. Or maybe he does want out. So maybe it's the, it's the right move on his end. If he wants out, this is his like, you know, I can get out this way, that way, you know, just I don't have to give him his rematch and I want to be done with this shit anyway. And it could be my thing, Conor doesn't deserve a rematch. He goes, I submitted you in the fourth. My last fight went five rounds at least. At least that guy didn't submit. Which, by the way, I love the people going, oh, we tapped out like a bitch. Dude, tap, that's part of it. People get tapped out all the time. When you're getting choked, you, you know, you're going to tap. I don't, that's not like, that's a novice fan. People who don't know the sport, yeah, I know people earlier were saying, well, you don't know the sport, Joe, because you don't appreciate wrestlers. I go, I, I can appreciate it. It's boring. Like I've said before, watching someone get tapped is kind of boring too. Because it's just like, they're like, wait, oh, oh, I see he's got him. In, you know what I mean? The camera's not like right there right away. So then it takes a second to be like, oh, well, he's got him in a hold. Here he goes. Can he get out of it? No, he's tapping. Okay. But it happens all the time. It's not like a point of, of something to be embarrassed about because it's just part of the game. People lose via submission. Anyway. Uh, so Khabib's basically saying, if he's out, I'm out. Khabib, I, I think he's most likely thinking, I'm the champ. I just beat their golden boy. No way they're going to let this go through. The UFC could easily be like, well, then you're out. Fuck you then. Because we're not going to allow someone. I don't, that's an ultimatum that we're not going to do. We're not going to allow you to dictate this scumbag friend of yours who could have really injured our golden boy. And yeah, Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor makes so much more money for the UFC than any other fighter. It's not even close. Khabib's previous fight did about 100,000 pay-per-views. 100,000. I think that turns out to, I think, I think I read something that Khabib's fights generate maybe 5 million each time. Any pay-per-views on. Connors are about 100 million. Because, you know, it's a million pay-per-view buys plus the gate plus all that transfers to about X amount of revenue. So in case some people are like, where's he getting this 100 million number from? They don't do 100 million pay-per-view sales. Well, the pay-per-views don't cost a buck each either, stupid. That's how much money McGregor. Like, no, no, McGregor comes out and says, I want this. And they have to go, oh, all right, we kind of got it because this guy shows up and we make tons and tons of money. It's still business at the end of the day. And that's why it's kind of cool. That's what, what is, you know, as a stamp comedian, I think that's why a lot of comedians like combat sports because it is kind of this individual me versus you thing. And, and the way these guys build up their reputation and their brand, which is such a 2018 Hollywood word. But it's the truth of it. McGregor is big money. So I, even though McGregor's like, I don't want this guy suspended, but also fuck this piece of shit. He could have really injured me. I was staring one way and he comes, he jumps the gate and hits me in the back of the head. Well, fuck that guy. Um, so if, if he kind of turns around and says, all right, we'll let your guy back in, but I want to rematch immediately. And um, I want it on my terms. You can't do any of that lame ass wrestling shit. <laughs> We're going to do a real fight, standing up, facing each other. I don't know. Most people would say the wrestling is most real life to see that's why i still don't know why you can't need someone from the bottom then because in real life if, I, if someone's tackling me and putting wrestling moves on me and their head is near my knee i'm needing them in the fucking head that's simple so i don't get why that's not i i, I saw a video where the guy was explaining why that's illegal well Connor got away with it that's illegal should have got a stern warning or a point taken off i don't know it's weird though but yeah i mean i hope it happens again i think Connor. i think that what khabib is probably gonna get suspended for the better part of a year Nine months is my prediction. This was a big deal. The governor of Nevada was there. He had to go running out. That's, see, they're not going to go light on that. Fans could have got hurt too. I mean, people have jumped the gate. McGregor did it before against Aldo a few years ago. He jumped the, the cage and, and went into the crowd, but he wasn't throwing punches. They just went face-to-face. They weren't going to actually fight. 
So, you know, it's one of those things. This was different. He went in there and did like a wrestling style dropkick type thing. And he went after him and it was a whole melee. And yeah, innocent people could have gotten hurt hard, hurt hard, hurt bad. It's hard to say at that point. So that's why I'm like, you know what? He's going to take, he's probably going to get suspended from me. My prediction is about nine months or so. In that time, if I'm McGregor, you got to rebuild your stock a little bit, man. You're running out there selling that whiskey, which by the way, proper 12 whiskey, I, I got to get a sponsorship. Send me a free bottle. I'll drink it on the podcast. I don't know why I'm saying this like one of their reps is listening. I'll send them an email maybe. I should start doing fun stuff like that, right, guys? Getting sponsored by different liquor brands. Maybe get some cool uh, beer companies throw me a case. Do it like that. Um, all right, well, I'll switch gear. And then anyway, McGregor should fight someone that he could – I'm not saying take an easy fight, but definitely – you know, there's some there's still some good challenges out there. Uh, do something like that. Um, rebuild. You know, win that obviously. Then rebuild yourself a little bit. It's it's amazing that because after taking two years off to come back and face a guy who's on a roll, 27 to zero, a style that's completely different than yours, and also he's got 100 million dollars in the bank. I forgot to mention that part. McGregor is is super super rich right now. I could see having trouble getting motivated again. I think that's you got to look for new ways. And that goes that way with, you know, fighting like art and entertainment in the sense that you start from nothing and then you work so hard to get there that once you're there, you kind of lose a little bit of that. Every band's best album, albums, every artist's best work is usually when they're on the up. You know, once they get so big, it's hard for them to still, like, no, no way would Thriller have been Michael Jackson's seventh album. No one's, no one's Thriller is like their fifth or sixth album. You know what I mean? It's always got to be one of the first two. Usually the first one, you kind of got to shake off some stuff. Second one, maybe. Within your first three is your, your opus. Your, your huge, this is what people are going to talk about when I go into the ground. I think that's way with fighting, too. You get, I mean, Mayweather is able to do it, though. That's what's remarkable about him. But even other stars like Pacquiao and a few other, other people, they kind of just they hit that wall a little bit where it's like, ah, it's still hard to get really pumped up for this. I'm not doing it because I'm starving like I once was. You know, McGregor was on the was on welfare in Ireland when he first started this. The Diaz brothers used to, they got into fighting because the gym that they started training in when they were kids would give them a free meal. So they're like, "Oh, we go there, we get at least one free meal." That's how poor they were. That's why usually immigrants were so great at fight, fighting. You know, people like in the poor people are usually great at, at boxing and and MMA and all those other you know any combat sport. Back in the day when um, all the immigrants in America were Italian or Irish, they were at the top of boxing. That's just how that goes. I think there's got to be some kind of hunger, something inside you that's like, I need this. I have to do everything I can. This is my way out. You know, Eminem's best stuff was early on. <laughs> that's even though his latest album was all right. Come on, you know. I think that just goes that way. When people are like hungry, they're just better. And then I think when you get too big and then the hunger fades a little bit, you got to find, I'm not saying it can't come back. You just have to look for the motivation in different ways. That's my thought on that. All right, I'll talk a little bit about uh, drinking uh, beer at a, at a real Chicago bar, a bar called The Six Penny on Montrose there. And it's just like a little local Irish bar. It used to be really rough back in the day. Back in the day, people told me that if you go in, that you could go in there at any time of the day and it'd be a bunch of old Irish guys with a map of England plotting to take it over, you know, like, like real IRA dudes. And, and they still had that corner. We were sitting on one by the other end of the bar was just these... See, I'm American in that bar. I don't even hint at like... For those of you, you know, I'm sure, I think most of my listeners are American, but anyone listening in other countries, I see some numbers. I, I see every now and then. In America, people go, oh, I'm half Italian, half German, or I'm a quarter French, a quarter Belgian, and, 
you know, 50% Swedish or I'm, I'm half Mexican, half Portuguese, or I'm, ha- you know, everyone does their own little, I'm a mix of this, a mix of that, blah, blah, blah. And some people are just one thing too, like myself. And uh, it's mainly because uh, in America, there's no such thing as an American last name. That's one of my theories on this. Someone might be like, what about Smith or Jones? No, Jones is Welsh and Smith is English. All these last names come from other places. Look, there's Native American, obviously, but so like when growing up, it's like, you know, oh, your name's Zukowski. Well, your, your, your stock is clearly from Poland. So in a fun little way to mess with you, I'm going to call you a Polak. But it wasn't like meant to hurt you. I talked about this with Brett Ernst when he was on the podcast. Very, very funny comedian. Go back to that episode. I can't remember which one it is. Episode maybe 10 or 11. I can't remember. And he talked about like, yeah, growing up, like, yeah, you, this guy was the, the Mick. This was the, the Italian. This was the Spick. This was the Kraut. This was the, you know, everyone had their like, you know, you made fun, like, this is the this. This is that. Like, but it was more like out of love in a weird way. People got along. They just called each other by that. I feel like that was our way of respecting the fact that our ancestors took a brave-ass journey across an ocean for, the, for a better life or over a border in Mexicans' cases. And, yeah, why wouldn't we still be like, yeah, of course, yeah, my, my great-grandfather came over from this place so I could, so he was thinking about future generations living better here. Why wouldn't I honor them by being like, yeah, I'm this. And also, if you meet someone named Murphy, are you not going to be like, oh, and they have red hair and freckle, are you going to be like, yeah, you're Irish. Meet some tall blonde guy whose name is Sven. You're like, oh, yeah, you clearly have some Swedish blood too. But anyway, I know when Europeans come over here and they hear someone say, hey, I'm part Dutch and part Czech, they go, wait, what? How are you part that you're American? And they go, well, yeah, of course I'm American, but I'm also part, you know, I don't know anyone who says I'm 50% American, 50%, um, you know, uh, Ukrainian. That would, people would be like, wait, what, what? What does that mean? Well, my mother's American, my father's Ukrainian. No, but what, what else is your mother? Well, she's American, but what else? Because, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's a land of immigrants. I think that's what makes America a special place. That's why I'm actually, I don't like anti-immigrant sentiment. I don't like when people think, go speak the language or go back to your own country. I don't give a shit about that. Don't talk to them. But what made America to me a great country is that we sprinkled in everything. It's like this big stew where you throw in a little bit of this, throw in a little bit of that, and it comes out tasting amazing. I'm trying to say is Americans are delicious. Mm, you, get, you get me? You feel me right now? Throw a little seasoning on that. Take a big bite out of America. Delish. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I just think... Um, so anyway, that, I was talking about that Irish bar and all that. But I, and that bar is so Irish that if they're like, what are you? I'd be like, I'm American. Because I know if I say I'm Irish, they'd be like, ah, fuck you. you fuck off, you fucking... You know, and they'd start calling me a plastic patty or whatever. I just did a bad accent right there. I apologize. Sometimes I could nail an Irish accent. Other times it's dog shit. Anyway, I'm rambling here, but it was fun. I like, I like going to a real local bar because trendy bars, which I saw someone in the news talk about this bar in Chicago called, it's called the Logan. It's in Logan Square. And he goes, you're going to see a lot of authentic Chicagoans in here. I'm like, no, you won't. I've been to that bar a hundred times. There's no authentic Chicagoans. It's maybe some people have been living there for 10 years, but they're not from here. I'm not saying you have to be born in Chicago to be an authentic Chicagoan. I'm not saying you have to be born in America to be an authentic American. You can grow into these things, but you have to put in some time. Okay, and, and you have to represent part of what it is. Are there a lot of union workers hanging out at that bar? I don't think so. Real Chicago bar, you're watching the Bears game, you'll hear what I heard. Hold on to the ball, you fuck. You hear people yell out, I'll just jag off. Look at that, you hear those, that like native, oh, these people are from here. These dudes have like done it. They've, they've shoveled snow many a winter, have the back pain to prove it. They've dealt with city politics. They've dealt with potholes. They've dealt with just like, not like you know what I mean? They're here. They've, they've been in it. 
That's I like I like those kind of local bars. I like a bar where there's a hint of danger. You could start, I was talking to the guy next to me, never met in my life, might never ever see him again. When I laughed, hey man, have a good one. You too, dude, have a good one. Like, you know, we got along, we talked about the bears the whole time. We're like, why the fuck they call timeout so late? I'm like, I don't know. I don't get the point of waiting 45 seconds and then calling timeout. You waited 40 seconds for no reason. They would they call timeout right away, it's like 55 seconds, and you get the ball back, at least you have something to play with a little bit there. He's like, Yeah, I don't get there playing coward football. I agree, there's coward football. Yeah, fucking hey, man, you want a shot? Let's do a shot. Like, you know. That is cool. That's the one thing that I know. You know, again, it's earlier I said, hey, people who are in sports, be nicer to people who aren't into them, and then people who aren't into them, be nice. Like, that's the one thing I wish those people could feel. I, is there an equivalent to that? If you're not into sports, what's your equivalent to meeting a stranger in that regard and having a good time? I mean, I'm not saying you can't meet strangers at bars, but to bond over something like that, I don't know if there's an equivalent. I don't know, because I think that's, I love that. I love hearing that shit. Fucking just, it cracks me up, man. I remember at one tense moment right there, they handed it off to Howard, who had fumbled earlier. And he's just like, hold on to the fucking ball, you dick. <laughs> just screaming at the television. And it was one of those places where, it was a pretty long bar, but everybody was at the bar. And if you weren't at the bar, you were standing behind your friends who were at the bar. They had plenty of tables. People could have spread out at any given point. I actually was hurting my neck. I remember one point thinking, if I was at that booth right there, I'd be, I'd be in a way better situation. But it's just not that, it's that. The type of bar where you order your beer. I was drinking Miller Highlight Drafts because they were two fifty, and that later found out Coors Light was two bucks. I, I wish I would have known that just for because I hate the change of fifty cents. Anyway, though, I uh, you, th- you throw your twenty down. You know, they, she takes you, breaks it, and then leaves the change there. And then when you order another round, takes out of that, takes out of that, and then at the end, you, you know, if it's a little light, you throw in a couple extra bucks for the tip. I like that move. Instead of like, you know, you go to some bars and they don't, they don't know that. I think that's like an old school tavern thing. You put your money on the table. All right, two bucks for this Coors draft. Coming back, I take your 20. Here's your 18. Here's your drink. Great. I finished the drink. You want another one? Yeah. I come back. Here's your Coors. Then I take the money out of that little pile that you just leave there. I like that. That's cool. Something about that. I don't know what it is. There's some there's old school tricks like that where it's just like, this is just how we're doing things right now. And of course, I've got his round. You take, take, you know, for him, take it out of this one for him, you know. And then he does, yeah, I got this next one for you. I don't know, something about that. It's that culture. That's why I call this Kilgallen's Pub. I wanted to recreate that. There's a there's a fun vibe to bar conversation. Maybe I start doing some live shows. Maybe we'll do it that way. All right, um, you know what? I'm gonna just kind of wrap it up because I'm almost almost gonna be in an hour. I wanted to keep these more to like 45, 30 minutes, but I definitely rambled a lot about McGregor and. Um, so anyway, though, but anyway, uh, just, yeah, I'm going to leave this other thing I have in mind for the next one. I have something about consistency. Um, and this, I'm going to make fun of both Democrats and Republicans because I, I, one thing about it is I really hate inconsistencies and I hate phoniness and I'm seeing a lot of that these days and I, I want that to end. So that'll be a little teaser for, maybe I'll save that for the, for a guest that way we could get into it over that. But until then, everyone, please. Uh, tell your friends about it. Review us on iTunes. It goes a long way. Also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Laughable, Google Play, all that nonsense. I am Joe Kilgallen, and cheers to you and yours.